the blast from our past network. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. And enjoy this bonus episode of Podcasting After Dark. Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of Podcasting After Dark. I am one half of the pad team, Corey, a.k.a. Sleazy C, and I am flying solo tonight. Uh, Zach, unfortunately, got the COVID. He came down with it. He got the attack. Um, And uh, he's doing okay. Kristen's doing okay, and Bodie's doing okay. But we were not able to record our... Uh, proper review this week. Uh, it's going to be Suburbia, a Patreon chosen movie by our pal Robert. And uh, I've got the movie all broken down and ready to go once Zach is feeling better. So hopefully that'll be uh, tomorrow and then we can get it out by the, the following week. So strap in tight for a solo review by yours truly. Uh, this week, I am going to be reviewing Evil Dead The Game. Came out in 2022. Came out this year, earlier this year. I've been playing the hell out of it. And I figured, you know, I'm, I'm a gamer. I'm, I figured a lot of you all are gamers as well. And, of course, the Evil Dead slash Army of Darkness franchise is something that is very near and dear to a lot of our hearts. There's a lot of uh, cross, cross-pollination, you know, between, uh, <laughs> between Evil Dead and podcasting after dark and video games and everything. So... I figured I'd be ta- I'd talk about this because I've been playing the hell out of it since it launched. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, this is is my second solo video game review. The first one, I think it was a Patreon exclusive. I can't even remember. It was like season one, and uh, I reviewed World War Z the game because I was playing that as well. Uh, this is the second video game review, and the irony, but not at all planned out. Uh, is that the same people who made World War Z also made Evil Dead the game, uh, Saber Interactive. So I guess I'm a fan. Never really, you know, thought about it before, but, but here we are. So for those of you who, you know, don't keep up with video game news or, you know, and you're not maybe, you don't play as many video games, I hope this episode is still maybe slightly entertaining, uh, maybe informative, Probably short enough for you to just listen to, to and get by with. So I don't see this being a particularly uh, long episode, but I hope everybody does enjoy it. So what kind of a game is Evil Dead uh, the game? I'm going to say Evil Dead 2. It's it's hard saying Evil Dead without saying Evil Dead 2. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? So what kind, what kind of a game is it? It's an online co-op survival horror game with PvP elements. Basically, it's 4v1. Uh, You play as a team of four survivors and against one player who is controlling the Kandorian demons. So, first off, there is no story to this game. 
it is just an online, you know, uh, uh, game where you play with other people and you try to finish the objectives and everything. Um, basically, survivors, they need to uh, uh, collect a map pieces to find the pages uh, for the Necronomicon. And then you also have to find the dagger. Once you find uh, those two pieces, you can attack these giant floating druid creatures uh, by uh, attacking them with the dagger, essentially, all four of you together. Uh, during this whole entire time, the player who plays as the Kandorian demon is supposed to be stopping them at any point in time throughout the mission. Uh, like I said, there, it's, there, there's no story whatsoever. So so you basically just jump into a match and you play it and you select from four separate classes uh, survivors select from four separate classes and I'll get into that a little bit in a second. Uh, there is um, an offline mode that are these like uh, story missions they're not really like stories there's not like any cinematography um, you know cutscenes or something like that uh, they're just kind of, a way to learn the game, sort of tutorials, things to unlock. Uh, you can play them solo. There are, I believe, about eight of these uh, mission modes. Um, you Once you beat them, you kind of don't really go back to it. That's not the meat and potatoes of this game. The meat and potatoes is the online co-op uh, you know, the game itself. Uh, now, there are variations of that. You can play with four other people, survivors, against an AI Kandorian demon. Uh, you can play normal, so four people, four friends, whatever, uh, against another human uh, Kandorian demon. Um, or you can play a private match and everybody, you know, on, on a private server and everything like that. Uh, if you play anything other then the proper online co-op mode, you don't get as much uh, XP points to level your characters up with. I will get into that in a second as well. So if you're going to pop in the Evil Dead game, what you're expecting, you know, you're going to play one of two things, you have, like game modes. You're either going to play the missions and there's not enough to warrant like just buying the game just for that. Or you're going to jump into an online match and you're going to play as survivors or you're going to play as a Kandorian demon. Right now, I've been playing mostly when I play by myself. I play mostly as the Kandorian demon. Uh, but when I play with friends, because uh, we basically play, there's about three or four of us, uh, not enough to play a full proper private match, um, but enough for us to kind of have a group together and jump online and, you know, bring another person in or, um, you know, play against a, a human Kandorian demon. Now, when you jump online, either solo with a group, if you don't have all the people that you need to fill the survivor slots, uh, there is, you know, it will populate that from other people out there in the world who are also playing it online. Uh, it will, there is crossplay. So if you're on PlayStation, it can draw from Xbox people and all that kind of stuff. So it's got full crossplay and everything, uh, PC and whatnot, which is great. So the, the two separate, there's two gameplays to it. There is the survivor gameplay aspect and there is the Kandorian demon. So for the survivors, you pick from uh, one of four classes. You have uh, you have a leader class, 
You have a warrior class, which is good at melee. Um, melee attacks like uh, you know hand-to-hand stuff. Um, you have a hunter class, which excel at ranged weapons. And you have a support class. So within those classes, you can pick different characters from the Evil Dead franchise. This is where all the fan service sort of comes in into play. Under the leader class, you can choose from Ash, from Ash versus Evil Dead, so he's older. Uh, you can choose Annie Noby or Lord Arthur. In the warrior class, you can choose Ash from Army of Darkness. Uh, you have Scotty, you have Henry the Red, and you have Mia Allen from the remake, and they just dropped her last week. In the hunter class, you have Ash from Evil Dead 2. You have Ed Getley. You have Kelly Maxwell, voiced by Dana DeLorenzo, and Amanda Fisher uh, from Ash vs. Evil Dead. And then finally, in the support class, you have Ash from Evil Dead. You have Cheryl Williams, voiced by Ellen Sandweiss. You have Pablo, voiced by uh, Ray Santiago. And you have David Allen from the remake. So, you'll notice that there are multiple Ashes. Uh, each Ash looks like that version of him. So, the support Ash from Evil Dead looks like Ash from, you know, 1980, you know, like 81, way back in the day. And Ash from Ash vs. Evil Dead looks older and current and everything. Uh, when you're playing the game, you're actually in the game, You, it's a third-person perspective. So the camera's behind your character and everything like that. Uh, you have to manage two meters. You have to manage a stamina meter and a fear meter. Now, the cool thing is... You know, younger characters like Ash from Evil Dead has more stamina than older characters like Ash from Ash versus Evil Dead. It's it's neat that way. Uh, so like Kelly Maxwell probably has more you know stamina than say Cheryl Williams does. Uh, just they just go sort of off age and everything. Same as uh, fear meters. Leaders uh, leader classes don't get scared as easily, and then um, the other ones do get scared quicker. You stay in a group, and your fear meter won't go up as quickly. Now, why that matters, if your fear meter goes too high, you show up on the map for the Kandorian Demon, and you can also be possessed. So you want to manage your fear meter. You also want to manage your uh, resources, like health, amulets, a create a shield, um, weapons, like uh, you know, hand-to-hand weapons, melee weapons. You can only carry one melee weapon at a time. And one ranged weapon at a time, like pistols and shotguns and stuff like that. Uh, you have to manage it to find uh, ammo in the world and all that kind of stuff. You basically run around the map trying to do the objectives as a survivor, do the objectives, loot, like looking for items that you're going to need, fighting off uh, deadites so they're not controlled by the other player, they're just random deadite ai controlled deadites around the map to kind of molest you and fuck with you and everything you fight them off and and whatnot and you're supposed to work together as a team to take down the druids at the end if you're the kandorian demon you have four separate deadites to choose from you have the warlord class who is henrietta oh i should all right let me roll back so each of the classes when you're playing as a deadite each of the classes has a hero character you can basically build up to a boss and also uh, uh, regular units and elite units that you can spawn 
all over the map. Your basic play mechanics is you fly around the map, it looks like the camera from Evil Dead, like you are the Kandorian demon flying through the woods and everything. If you go through fences, they explode. It's really cool, but you're invisible to the players. Uh, so you can choose from four different uh, classes. The Warlord class, your boss character is going to be Henrietta, uh, and she comes with, like, um, zombies. Um, your puppeteer class is Elagos from Ash vs. Evil Dead, and his support units are demons. The Necromancer class is Evil Ash from Army of Darkness, and he has a bunch of skeletons. And the Plaguebringer class, which they just dropped, is uh, is the She-Bitch, is the boss, uh, you know, the witch from Army of Darkness. And uh, her, her army is, or her subordinates are, like, sort of slimy zombies. So... The play mechanics as a Kandorian demon is a bit different. Like I said, you fly around the map, uh, you're invisible technically, and you can set traps for for the survivors to run into. The traps will cause uh, units, enemy units to spawn for them to fight, and it will increase their fear meter. Uh, you also have to kind of mine energy to sort of drop those traps. You have to sort of manage a, a monetary system of sorts. Um, where you you get points that you can, in the game, you put it towards different things in the game. So you upgrade your characters outside of the game with overall, you know, progressive perks and everything. And I'm talking survivors and also deadites. But while you're playing in the game, you create points that then allow you to dump those points into something in the game. So for a Deadite, if you're playing as a Kandorian Demon, you can't unlock your minions until you actually spend points to put into unlocking that. You can't unlock Possession until you put points into unlocking that as well. Now, you get points quickly. That builds up fast. It's a good balancing issue. It's it's not, it's it's not, it doesn't slow you down too much. It makes it so that if you find the people on the map early, because um, you don't know where the survivors are. It just means you're not going to be super, super powered up. But the, the Deadite, the Kandorian Demon player, does level up during the course of the match. Now, each of these matches take about 20 to 30 minutes at most to play. So it's a fun little game to, you know, kind of put, put to the side and, you know, or just play when you have a chance. You have 30 minutes to play, bada bing, bada boom, bop at a match, and you move on. Or you can, you know, spend more time with it or whatever. But during the course of playing that match, you can, for, for the Kandorian Demons and for the, the Survivors, you can level up your character in that match. Like for the Survivors, you can level up their melee damage, you can level up their range damage, and this is on top of what you've already put points into um, you know, in their overall progression of the characters. It's really not as complicated as I'm making it sound to be. It's fun. It gives you a lot of options to sort of play characters the way you want to play them and to, you know, just to gives you something to do during the course of the match. So what does the world look like? There are two maps there's one map that is the Army of Darkness map. It's got the castle, it's got the windmill, and it's got the graveyards and everything. And that map is set up the same every time. It's it's like a locked 
map. It's designed. It's you know the castle is going to be in the same place every time. Now you take that map for example. The the survivors are going to start off in one end. The Kandorian demon is going to start off in the other end. And the job of the Kandorian demon is to find the survivors and then start just trying to beat them down and kill them. The survivors are going to be running around the map trying to find map pieces and then trying to find the dagger and the Necronomicon and then fight the druids. Now, while they're running around the map, if they drive a car, they will show up on the demon's map. If they make noise like shooting a gun, they will show up on the demon's map. And if they get scared, they will show up on the demon's map, thus helping the demon to, to find them. The other map, with all the same gameplay elements, but there's another map, the main map, is a woods map where essentially it has a bunch of different locations to it. It has like a, a ha the the Nobi house, the cabin, um, all kinds of like little things like like a development area and everything that all have stuff in them that you can do. And it's everything's randomly generated. The map pieces are randomly generated. The daggers randomly generated. Where it's going to be, it's never in the same place twice. But for this main map, the modern day map they can move those pieces anywhere around and shuffle it up any way they want. So the Nobi Cap'n could be in the upper left one game, could be in the lower right in another game, and it's always randomly generated. And like I said, with the Army of Darkness map, while everything may still be there constantly, like in the same location, the objectives are going to be randomly located throughout the match. So while you're in the game itself, and you're in there, you're fighting and everything, you're a survivor, you can attack with melee weapons, you can attack with guns or ranged weapons, there are a huge selection of each, and they keep adding new ones. Um, you know, the the weapons can have different properties to them. They can be, you know, common, uncommon, rare, or, you know, legendary, and they can do all kinds of different crazy stuff, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, some of your characters are, are weapon masters for a certain particular type. So, like, Ed, for example, uh, is, a, is a crossbow weapon master, so if you find a crossbow in the game, you, you get extra perks with that. On top of it, when you're doing melee attacks on, on enemies, when you break an enemy's balance bar, the enemies have two kinds of bars. They have a, a health meter and they have a balance meter. When you break knock the balance meter all the way down to zero, you can initiate like a finisher move. And every weapon has like multiple attacks, multiple finisher moves, and they're all cinematic. And like the camera like will zoom in while you know you just hack off a demon's head or something. It's it's bloody, it's fun, it's a it's really neat, and it you know it really fits with the 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 feel of the franchise and everything. Um, even as you're attacking just deadites and whatnot. Like like zombies and, and anything like that, like like your their intestines are falling out as they're taking damage. Their arms are getting hacked off, uh, and of course, if you hack off like both their arms, they can't just they just can't do as much damage and everything. It's really cool. It's really bloody. It's really violent. Uh, when you're as a survivor, when you get possessed by a Kandorian demon, so that's one of your abilities as the Kandorian demon. Once a character gets into the point where they can be possessed, you jump in them and then you basically start using their weapons to attack either, you know, swing, you know, melee attack or shoot uh, their their own teammates. And to get to get, you know, that person out of a possessed state, 
their teammates have to then attack them back. And once you know the, you you're knocked out of them, they take damage as well. So it's a lot of fun to kind of possess people. You also have this like jump scare thing that you can do to also raise their their fear meter and everything. But overall, like the game just just exudes Evil Dead. It doesn't feel like they took. If anyone's familiar with with Friday Thirteenth, it's it's sort of a similar game. There's one person against multiple other people. Uh, it's like it's not a balanced, you know, PvP sort of scenario. They didn't just like shoehorn Evil Dead into that, you know, game style. They they really made it all work and fit. When you play as the Kandorian Demon, I feel like it's from the movie. You know, I feel like I am the Kandorian Demon flying around. There's good humor in it. So when you're the demon, there's a voice talking to you, kind of making fun of you if you if you're fucking up or losing or you know the humans are winning and everything. It's really cool. And then when the humans, when you get possessed. Um, they look like, you know, like Ash will look like his face will turn into evil Ash. Everyone has a possessed version of themselves. That's really cool. Graphics wise, Ash looks amazing. The whole game looks amazing. Uh, all the characters look exactly like who they are supposed to look like. They, you know, Ash looks exactly like like um, Bruce Campbell, voiced by Bruce Campbell, of course. Um, but, you know, it looks like him when he's old, and it looks like him when he's young. You have uh, the Mia character from the remakes in there. Uh, she looks like Jane Levy. Levy. Um, it's really cool. The The violence is great. The The gameplay itself is, is a lot of fun. But if you're not into playing games online, that's going to be a, a huge, you know, I think uh, drawback for for you. But it's still fun. And I'm not the biggest online game player. I when I play as the Kandorian demon, I'm having a good time. I feel especially cuz you're you're invisible, I don't feel like my mistakes are are on full display. Uh that being said, I don't think I'm very good at it, but I I do have a lot of fun and uh I've been playing this for a bit with my friends and I foresee that we will keep playing it for a while. I hope they put out some new, you know, DLC. I hope they keep putting out new characters and everything. Um, maybe in the future they can add, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show. And the fact that it ended, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, it ended with like him going into the future and like there's this Mad Max looking scenario. And I you know, I jokingly refer to it as Mad Ash Deadite Road. And uh, I hope they add stuff like that into the game. You know, maybe they could add more people from the uh, the TV show, like uh, Lucy Lawless's character and stuff like that. But we'll see. Right now, I feel like I feel confident enough to say that if you're a fan of the franchise, you're not afraid of jumping online and just you know playing with people is always going to be a crapshoot. You know, some people are going to play it well, some people are going to goof off, and uh, you know, I I don't really get upset if people aren't playing it quote unquote properly. I, I wish that they would, but it doesn't like bring me down or anything. Cause you're still like unlocking points. Every time you play, you're, you're leveling up your profile. You're leveling up the characters that you're using. And then on top of it. So I didn't really mention the, the characters, um, 
what you can level up, but survivors have 25 points to sort of put into their characters over the course of leveling them up. Uh, level 25 is the max. And you have a lot of selections you can choose from, like, like you know, permanently lowering your fear or maybe permanently increasing your, you know, melee damage, stuff like that. Um, all kinds of options and everything, and it's really cool. And the nice thing is you can experiment because you can take, um, you know, re- change your points and redistribute them uh, anytime, no penalty whatsoever. You can redistribute all the points for the characters. So you can really build out different versions of each character. Uh, as of this moment, they have not added uh, different presets so you can make different versions of each characters, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was somewhere in the future. And the same goes for the Kandorian Demons. Um, you know, you have you get points that you can unlock new traits and attributes and everything. For them, uh, they their cap is level 45, so you'll have 45 points to spend there. But also, just like with the Survivors, you'll never be putting every point into something um, because you'll there's just more slots than you'll ever have points for but you can redistribute them as you see fit which is which is great I think it's a lot of fun so you know you can go online and find different builds for different demons and different characters and you know people will have opinions on what their favorite weapon is or whatever but at the end of the day it's it's the game is really made for easily experimented with you know so even those of us and me included who don't really mess with uh, games online I I'm confident in saying that this game is very user friendly and I think it, it it's not very punishing but at the same time you know I don't win the match a lot and I like that it has a good challenge to it so I think this is fun one, guys. I th I think if uh, if this was ever on your radar and you haven't picked it up yet, I think you should give it a try. I think it really hits everything that uh, Evil Dead is known for. It's it's humorous, it's violent, it's bloody, you know. But it's like over the top bloody, like we're expecting from Evil Dead, and it just brings together all the universes and everything. And I should probably mention one last thing that you know you might not sort of be aware of, but yes, in a match you can have four ashes. Like, you can have multiple ashes. You just can't have the same ash from the same class. So you could have someone playing as young Ash and someone playing as Ash versus Evil Dead, but you won't you can't have two people playing as young Ash or two people playing as Ash versus Evil Dead. So it's fun. You gotta kinda leave your, you know, suspension of disbelief at the door and, you know, don't really expect a story to go with it. This is just a, a fun love letter to the franchise. But it's better, it's it's more expertly crafted than I think it has any right to be and that most, you know, licensed games are. Uh, so I, I recommend it, you know, check it out. Maybe, uh, maybe wait for a sale, you know, especially if you're apprehensive about the online components, but overall, I, I think it's fun. I think you all will enjoy it as well. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Evil Dead the game. I've been playing it since day one and it's uh, heavy in my rotation. I'm still playing World War Z as well kind of seem like I just play the same like five or six games for the past few years in rotation, but oh well, what are you going to do? So I hope you guys like this episode. I wasn't sure how long I was going to be able to, you know, go by myself and just keep talking by myself, but I guess uh, 30 minutes is, is not, not too shabby or in that range once I trim it down a little bit. 
But uh, let let us know on you know social media and on our Patreon page and everything what you thought of this episode. Let me know if you're uh, if you're playing Evil Dead and what you think of the game as well. And of course, check out every episode on the BFOP Network. We're having a ton of fun all around the network. Check us out on Patreon as well. You know the routine. You know the score. Uh, I hope everyone is liking the uh, Carpenter Factor on Patreon. Uh, Zach and I are having a great time. We just had Adam on from the Blast from Our Past talking about John Carpenter's The Thing, which he had never seen before. So it was a great new perspective on the film. So if you're not a Patreon member, go check that out. And if you are, or if you just want a free way to help the show out, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are a great way to help out the show. So hope you guys have fun. I hope uh, Zach is feeling better. And if all goes well, we'll get to uh, suburbia next week. But until then, as always, I was waiting for Zach to say it, but he's not here. We'll catch you on the dark side. Be sure to subscribe to Podcasting After Dark and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Support Podcasting After Dark on Patreon. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcasting After Dark. And visit us next time for another installment of Podcasting After Dark with Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer.